At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. It is hour number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. In for Patrick Maher, I'm Ben Wilson. We'll see Patrick back tomorrow on the show with Michael Lombardi from Jersey. And the big news of the day is we're getting you caught up here. All things NFL heading into week 14. Von Miller out for the season with a torn ACL. The Bills linebacker already on IR, but he's now done with that torn ACL. As you're now doing your power ratings, Michael, and continuing to adjust them every week, uh, how much of a downgrade does this represent for, uh, for Buffalo's defense for you? You know, I, I didn't move them down at all. I mean, Buffalo going into it, they're they're twelfth in the league on third down as I, I do my game codes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when I when I look at their you know uh, their ability defensive sack per play, they were just outside. They're at fourteenth. So uh, you know, I, I mean, look, he's a good player. I don't think he's as great of a player as everybody made him out to be this year. I thought he, you know, at certain times he played well. They're just going to have to overcome it. I mean, their defense – the one thing about their team is because of their offense is they can get the lead. And because they can get the lead, they can play their nickel fronts. They don't ever have to put three linebackers. They never have to defend the run, and they can utilize their blitz and their scheme to get after the quarterback. So I, I think, A, it's a loss, certainly. It'll give the TV announcers something less to talk about. But <laughs> to me, I, I think that they can overcome it. Just keep in mind from the betting market perspective, if we're looking at how the market has evaluated Buffalo over the last four weeks against the Jets in a road game, Buffalo closed 11 and a half point favorites, meaning if you assign a point and a half for home field advantage, market had Buffalo 13 points better on a neutral than the New York Jets. 
This week in Orchard Park, Bills are favored by nine and a half, meaning against the Jets, that would be now Bills minus eight on a neutral field. So do you believe like there's been a really a five-point adjustment? Is that warranted over the last three weeks? Answer might be yes, but that's what you have to ask yourself if you're, if you're thinking there's still value to be had here on the Jets this week. Well, what you're saying, really, that whole conversation at the end of the day comes down to Zach Wilson was terrible, and at least my, at least this kid gives him a chance. Mike White gives him a chance, right? I mean, that's really what it is. That number is Mike White to Zach Wilson. There it is because that's the only variable that's changed. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jets' defense is still good. They won the game, but Zach Wilson's inability to do anything and then now Mike White's ability to do something is the reason that number's changed. And so now we're going to play a game. It's going to be, I just looked at my weather chart here. We're going to have 35 degrees snow and 15-mile-an-hour wind. Who does it favor? You know, who does that favor? Remember the, remember the last time uh, Mike White faced Buffalo last year? I, remember the headline in the New York Times was, Mike White's fairy tale ends. <laughs> that was last year through three well, interceptions. I mean, he, was benched know, for Joe Flacco. We said on the morning of the show. We said on the morning of the show that you know this. We're getting caught up in this Mike White. Com- you know, Mike White is going to turn the ball over. You know, he's going to. I mean, he's going to take some chances. He's better than Zach Wilson. I'm not denying that. I mean, he throws the throw he makes on fourth down to Corey Davis to keep the drive alive to keep him in the game was as good a throw as you're going to see all year. It was a great route, but it was a great throw. Uh, Zach Wilson's never made a throw like that in his career so far. So, you know, I don't want to be too down on Mike White, but Mike White's going to have to protect the ball. And you can't go into Buffalo and throw it 50 times like they went into Mississippi and went into Minnesota and threw it 50 times. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to run the ball a little bit, and you're going to have to utilize that. And, and I thought the Jets' offensive line did a much better job of pass protecting against Minnesota than I thought they would have in that game. Right. Uh, yeah, the four interceptions last year for White, and both statements can be true. It's a pretty sizable upgrade from Zach Wilson to Mike White, and Mike White is likely at some point going to regress a little bit to the mean from what we've seen so far. Probably fair to say, Michael, right? Both of those statements can be true. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, you know, the fact is, look, the Jets have some strengths. There's no denying it, right? When you break the Jets down, the, you know, they're really good. at the, They're in the top categories in four or five areas. I think it's five on my game codes. You know, and they're not bad. And they're only bad in punts per play They're because of Zach Wilson. You know, third down, they're, they're bad because of Zach Wilson. So they're starting to improve in those areas. And their defense, you know, as good as their defense is, Ben, what concerns you a little bit is how teams are able to run the football in on them, right? Like Minnesota ran the ball in the end zone for touchdowns, and great defenses typically don't give that up. Great defenses typically never give up a, run, a touchdown on a running game, you know? And so that's really what you got to be concerned about is how good are you? If you can run the ball in the red zone, you know, they're 17th in the league and touchdowns allowed rushing. That's not what you want. And that one drive, when they needed their defense to play at the highest level, right, they needed their defense to play at the highest level. Five plays, five first down, 75 yards, Jefferson touchdown. Couldn't get the stop when they needed to. I had the Jets in a teaser, Michael. I was down 17. I thought I was dead. And I somehow got there, uh, catching, uh, at least catching the nine great over teams, there. Ben, Ugh. great teams. The reason you're good in the red zone, the reason you're so good in the red zone, and 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 the reason the 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 Jets are not good in the red zone. They're 19th in the league in red zone defense. They're 21st in third down defense. Those should be two areas where the Jets should be much better, right? They can run. They got pass rush. 
and they're fast. And when you're fast, you should play good in the red zone. But the reason they're not good in the red zone, the reason they're not in the top five red zone defenses is because, A, their scheme, and, B, they let teams run the ball in on them. When you can, when you allow runs into the end zone, you're, you, that's the easiest way an offense can do it. See what Buffalo looks like then on the offensive side with a, a team that is now off of extra rest after looking very, very impressive Thursday night in Foxborough against the Patriots. And in the market right now, Bills pretty consistently sitting across the board, painted 9.5, total anywhere from 43.5 to 44. I mean, the Bills should be healthy, right? I mean, should the be, Bills yeah. should be – I mean, they, you know, their injury report. I mean, I think, I don't know where, I mean, Deion Dawkins didn't practice yesterday. So, you know, I don't know if, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I haven't gotten an update on Deion Dawkins. Everybody else is healthy on the team. As far as right now, again, we had the Von Miller news come out, but he was already on IR anyway. That should not change things from a, a game to game market, uh, market movement there with Miller out for the year with the ACL. Would think that line probably stays pretty, pretty solidly in place with how, as you mentioned, the health getting better. For Buffalo with extra yeah, rest. I, and it, um, it's interesting, you know, again, I mean, I just think to me it seems like too much. No one's betting the Jets and the number's staying right at nine and a right, half. Yep. No one's touching. I mean, not on my board, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of – the ticket count seems to be even, but the money is all on Buffalo. And we'll see how that ends up working in, uh, in at least in the, in the AFC East Week 14 matchup. There's an AFC North, two uh, matchups within the AFC North. Division plays each other this week. Need to get your take, though, on the, uh, because as we're talking, quarterback adjustments, Michael, from Lamar Jackson to Tyler Huntley as Baltimore goes into Pittsburgh now and catching two and a half or three in the market. Uh, what's your adjustment on the Baltimore power rating from those quarterbacks? Well, I mean, you know, they, they lose what I consider a top 10 quarterback, which, which would elevate their number to a, to a quarterback who's in the bottom third, right? I mean, Tyler Huntley does some nice things, but he's not Lamar. I hate Baltimore's offense. I'll be just dead honest. I hate their passing game. Even when they were good in 19, their passing game wasn't very good. I just think it's hard on the quarterback. you got to make too many plays I don't like. I think they should be under center. There should be more diversification within their offense. you know. And Pittsburgh is playing much better defensively. I mean, Pittsburgh is playing much better as an overall team. Forget about defensively. They, they, you know, I mean, Tomlin's team has gotten better. There's no denying it. And they continue to get better through the other. You know, I know Atlanta. You know, they 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 played well against. I mean, they've played well against Atlanta. They've played well at home. I, I just think to me, this is going to be a hard game for Baltimore. Baltimore's going to need to create turnovers. And last week, I know Atlanta's terrible, so I know that I accept that fully. <laughs> right. But Pittsburgh, when they can run the ball on people, which typically they can't do, they become a better offense. I mean, last week they rushed for 154 yards against the the Colts. They were at 172. You know, the Bengals, they couldn't get it going. But when they beat New Orleans, they rushed for 217. It's going to come down to can Baltimore get balance in their offense? And defensively now, they have played better. I mean, the last four weeks, they've created seven. They've created seven turnovers and haven't given the ball up once. That's why they're 3-1. and Yeah. And you look at Baltimore's, I mean, the improvements Baltimore's made defensively as well, though. Rush defense now into the top five on the EPA per play allowed basis. Against the Pittsburgh team that, as you point out, making a, a tremendous strides. My question is on the like the the strength of competition scale, where you face Indianapolis now, very good off, uh, defensive team in Indianapolis, but indoor game where Pittsburgh controlled and was absolutely dominant for a half, basically, and then stopped playing and and hung on for dear life by seven. Indoors on the road against an Atlanta defense that's bottom five across the board. 
you now move to an outdoor game in, 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 in at uh, the, the old Heinz Field, whatever it is now, Acrisure Stadium, in a divisional spot against a defense that has seen rapid improvement in Baltimore. Just how efficient do you expect the offense to be for Pittsburgh? It's, that's the part I can't get past here on the Steelers' side. Well, I think what you're saying is Pickett's going to have to play well in the game. I mean, because when you break Baltimore down, they're hard to run the ball on. You know, they're 11th in allowing touchdowns on the ground. They're third in yards per attempt, which is outstanding, right? You know, and teams, they're the number one team in the least amount of rushes they face. Teams don't try to run the ball on them. They really don't. And so, you know, and because they eat so much of the clock up with their offense, you're going to have to throw the ball on Baltimore to beat them. You're going to have to handle their blitzes. You're going to have to handle their, their, their scheme. And you've got to make plays in the passing game. And Pickett's just got to be accurate with the football. And, and look, they haven't turned it over in four weeks. And if they don't turn it over, this two and a half will mean something. If they turn it over, you know, whoever's playing for Baltimore quarterback will be able to cash it in. It's why, to me, Michael, Baltimore is a teaser leg from two and a half or three <laughs> up to teasers. eight and a half or nine. <laughs> Baltimore with an elite rush defense. In a divisional you matchup, that where you were in Wisconsin when they told when they when someone <laughs> taught you teasers, you know it's like when they asked I, Springsteen, do you remember where you were when you wrote Thunder Road? I mean, I want to ask, I want to know where you were when you learned about teasers. I mean, you must have gone off your rocker, like, oh my god, I get six added points here. I love this. Probably uh, Thanksgiving 2003 is probably around. <laughs> Lions Packers Thanksgiving Day, a first uh, first Thanksgiving yeah. I spent in Las Vegas. That's probably probably yeah. what that. Who taught Who taught you the teaser game? I mean, who who taught the you legend, that? The uh, legend Jimmy Vaccaro over at the. Oh. Over at the, he's the one who came up with it after all. So I learned from the master. Love it. Hey, those those it. short underdogs against bad against teams bottom half of the league on offense. Those teaser legs last five weeks are fifteen and one. Michael, I, I'm just saying. What I love it. Are. I love it. Go for it, Ben. I love it. More Lombardi line when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have 
hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Back on the Lombardi Line, I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick Maher. Michael continues to give me a hard time about wanting to tease up uh, Baltimore <laughs> this week. I, hey, Kenny Pickett, it. beat me by margin, okay? That, that's all I'm saying. I, Pittsburgh could win the game, but I don't, uh, don't trust him I mean, him look, one, one thing we know about one thing we know about Pittsburgh, right? I mean, they're going to be, you know, the way Tomlin's coaching, the way they're playing right now, they're they're fully engaged. Uh, they're playing they, like all good coaches. They've gotten better as the season's worn on. I don't think they're very talented, but I think they definitely have gotten, you know, better and Pickett's improved. You know, look, the fact that he hasn't turned the ball over in four weeks is a huge, huge, huge upgrade, right? I mean, there was a period there where, the, you know, they were they turned it over four times against the Jets, you know, and he was involved in that game. He twice in the second half. They beat they would have beaten the Jets that day if they don't turn it over in the, in the fourth quarter. So they've done a good job of managing them. They're not explosive on offense, but when they can get a little rhythm growing, running the football, look, if they could beat Baltimore, they got Carolina, Las Vegas, Baltimore again, and Cleveland. I mean, they can win the next five games. I'm not saying they're going to be good, but they could. It's not at all inconceivable to th- to think Pittsburgh and, and what was the, you know the running joke all summer within the uh, our betting community was oh, Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season. Nine and eight's pretty pretty well in play, right for Pittsburgh. And I think and he's right, done a great job. I mean, seven I mean, and a half is the great- uh, seven and a half is the win total right now at BetMGM, and the overs plus one fifteen. I think he's done a tremendous job. I mean, he's just a tremendous coach. And I think we get caught up in the guys that, that win 10, 11, 12 games that are coach of the year when some of the best coaching jobs, Arthur Smith winning you know, five games with Atlanta, to me is a great coaching job. Vrabel winning seven with Tennessee is a remarkable coaching job. I mean, there's some really good coaching jobs based on what's happening in the league without it being elite level. And also pay attention to the for, for a team like a Pittsburgh that has been able to use superior coaching to make up for lack of personnel. Look at the schedule down the home stretch. And is there an opportunity to attack that with sort of a short runway, right? When you're looking at the betting market and you can bet these in-season win totals. That, to me, Michael, that's sort of an unheralded way to find value and, and make a profit when betting. It doesn't have to be just week to week. Look at teams like Pittsburgh. They have a, a really for, favorable schedule uh, down the stretch here. With a backup quarterback at home in Tyler Huntley in Baltimore, at Carolina, home Raiders, you get the Ravens again and home against the Browns. Uh, there is a pathway there, and right now a, a team to get to over over seven and a half wins at plus money. 
telling me that uh, that doesn't represent value uh, right now? It certainly seems to me like there is. I mean, I mean the fact that they're tied with the Browns at five and seven. You know, the Browns. Everybody thought the Browns were way more talented. Now I know. Well, you said well they played with Jacoby Brissett. Well, he's playing with Kenny Pickett, right? Jacoby Brissett played really good. I mean, if Jacoby Brissett would have played against Houston last week, I know the game was a disgusting game, but they would have blown out. It would have been worse. It would have been. They would have moved the ball offensively. Deshaun kept that game close. Well, of course, Houston's special teams, Houston's offense kept that game clo- kept that game close too. But I mean, if if Brissett would play it, it would have been a lot better. So, I mean, think about Tomlin. I mean, he's not playing. I mean, Brissett's not been the reason why Cleveland's mm-hmm. only won five games. There's been other areas. Tomlin's teams get better. That's what you want to see. Does the team improve? Are they getting better? And it sometimes it's hard to judge based on level schedule. Like the Lions, I went back and watched the Lions. I mean. Look, you go back and watch the first game against Minnesota, Ben, and, you know, they missed two field goals in the game. They take a chance. They basically screwed the game up and should have won. But like a lot of teams, they left Minnesota saying, how do we lose to those guys? We're better than them, right? And they lose 28-24. They outgained them. But Minnesota was, what, three for 16 on third down in that game. So, but get, as hard as I've been on Dan Campbell all year, they have actually gotten better. They've improved no defensively. They they kind of they're, they're tackling better now. Jacksonville had more than an opportunity to make that game. That, that score is a little deceiving, but the first Minnesota game in Minnesota, Detroit had every chance to win that game. They blew it themselves, not mm-hmm. Minnesota. And on the Pittsburgh front, if we're again sort of sticking with teams that are getting the most out of their limited personnel, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers a great example. You go three and two in the final five games, and you're going over that in season win total. Seven and a half. The, the path is right there. A team that also, uh, if you look at where they had this pulled up a second ago, the preseason number as well on Pittsburgh was seven and a half too. So that is back up to the preseason win total as well. That'll come right down to the wire uh, there on Pittsburgh. Team that they'll play week 18 though, Michael, is Cleveland. Team who got their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, back last week and looked every bit like the guy who hadn't taken a real NFL snap in 700 days. Uh, in the game against Houston, 12 of 22, 131 yards and an interception Quarterback rating of 53.4. And those numbers almost, in a weird way, Michael, as bad as those numbers look, those almost look kind. If you actually watch the game and how oh awful and, and just, uh, just scattered Deshaun Watson looked in his first game back, now you ask him to go on the road to take on a red-hot Cincinnati Bengal team who's laying six in the market. How, how will Cleveland stay in that game against a red-hot Bengal team? Well, the reason they, they, they stayed at the first game was because they were able to run the football, right? I mean, Nick Chubb was the difference in the game. And they didn't turn it over. Nick Chubb played really well, and they were able to control it, and they got pressure on Joe Burrow. Remember, in that game, they got pressure on Burrow. And Burrow struggled. He turned the ball over, you know, and, and they were not very good on third down. They were 4 for 10. And, and Cleveland controlled the ball for over 35 minutes. I think they had 36 minutes in the game. So they, they ran the ball effectively. Burrow didn't have it enough. Then they struggled to protect Burrow when they needed to, and they kind of took the game over, you know, and they took the game over. Even though Cincinnati scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to kind of make it a closer game, you know, the Brownies were really able to score in the second half. And so I I think that's going to change. That tune's going to change a little bit right now. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going to change that tune because I think Cincy's playing at a much higher level now than, than Cleveland is. And the betting market has seen exactly that. It's risen completely to the Cincinnati side, and it happened pretty quickly overnight. Sunday night when the lines were released was three and a half in some look-aheads. By the time most books opened, it was five, quickly bet up to six. 
And realistically, for Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, you figured the rest would be there. But did you think it would be that bad, Michael, against arguably the worst defense in the NFL, looking totally lost uh, on the field? Uh, I, I didn't think it would be as bad as it was. I mean, you know, I did, but I didn't think Houston would be as bad as they were. I mean, as you know, it kind of got lost in it. I mean, how bad was Houston? I, I liked Houston in seven last week only because I thought Deshaun would play like he did. But then I'm the idiot for thinking that Houston could actually improve. I mean, uh, you give up. How about this? You give up a touchdown on a quarterback sneak. You give up a touchdown on a screen pass, and you give up a touchdown on a punt return. That's why you lose the game. I mean, if you if any of those three things don't happen, you're going to cover the seven. You might win the game. Yep. I mean, did I? T- I mean, Lovey Smith's twenty three seventy six and one, his last eight years as a head coach. Yeah. That is right. If you took out, and if you took out all the defensive scores, the safeties, the special team scores, I like to do that just to look at, okay, where's the true offensive, like where are the drives leading to for offenses? And I realize that's not how an NFL game is actually played, but just as kind of an exercise, if you took out all the other other stuff, game would have been 6-6 heading into the fourth quarter. (laughs) It would have been 6-6. That's how bad the offenses were for both teams. It's just a joke, right? I mean, it's just like... Like I, I give it that you know that 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 the Watson wasn't really ready to play. I mean, and that's fairness, but that's why you took Houston in the seven because you felt like if there was ever going to be a game where Houston could win, this could be one because the Browns are going to make mistakes with their offense, and yet Houston's offense looked worse than the Browns, and they've been practicing all year. Now they're going back to Davis Mills. That just happened this morning. Yes, Davis Mills back. At quarterback, I felt like Kyle Allen, of all the quarterbacks, and we've seen some bad quarterback play this year, Kyle Allen's the worst quarterback who has suited up and taken snaps in an NFL game this year. Wow, that's a statement right there. We've seen some bad ones now. I mean, Let's can you see, disagree you with was, that? Who, who's been I worse? I mean, Mitchell, I'll, I'll, I'll raise you Mitchell Trubisky. How's that? Okay. okay. I, mean, I mean, Mitchell made a couple <laughs> plays with his feet. Yeah. I'll give him that. I mean, I mean there was nothing. I mean, Baker May- I'll give you, how about Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, how, how bad has he been? I believe, t- like statistically, if you technically look at you know of all the quarterbacks who've played this year, I, Mayfield does, I believe, have the like the worst overall. Uh, yes, May- Mayfield is actually worse than Zach Wilson for qualifiers. So you kind of take out all the guys who've taken like twenty snaps. This I mean, year. Zach Mayfield Wilson made Zach Wilson made two. He made plays in the Jet game, and he made plays in the fourth quarter of the Miami game. Other than that, he did nothing. Yeah. Other than that, he really did. I mean. But, I mean, Kyle Allen hasn't made any plays. No. But the, the point being, though, with Allen out, it, the betting market has gone a little bit toward Houston this week. It was Dallas 17. They're now saying at least with, at least with a, a warm body who's, who can throw the football, Davis Mills, he's not very good, but we at least give Houston a little bit of respect for that. It is down to either 16.5 or 16. Largest spread of the week, Houston at Oh, Dallas. Femi will be all over it. Femi will be all over that. He can't he can't resist that sixteen number. He'll be all over that bad boy. I know him. Where did you where did you make the number with your power ratings? I made it eighteen over eighteen. Eight I mean, when I ran my numbers yesterday, I was like in complete shock. I looked at it twice. I'm like eighteen point seven three. I mean, first of all, the first of all, the Houston Texans in my nineteen categories, in my nineteen categories they are in the bottom they are in the bottom 13 of those 19 categories every single one and you look as much as we trash the quarterback play offensive line is giving Houston absolutely nothing how about the offensive coordinator that's yeah. a high school offense they're running yep. and you're now asking to block Dallas Ugh.
don't think 16 Harry's and a half is gonna, enough. I wonder what Harry Gagan's going to do. He'll take oh, probably Houston. Harry hey, Gagan. why don't we tease Houston up to 24? Oh, sure. All right, Harry Gagan, he joins us next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Without further ado, as we usually do at this time on Wednesdays, Harry Gagnon stops by from the Against All Odds podcast. You can give him a follow at AAO Harry. We always like to mention Harry was the former Las Vegas uh, sportsbook supervisor as well here at the, at the Red Rock Casino in the Las Vegas Valley. All right, Harry, we, teasers were, were very kind to us last week. You were able to cash as well. Are we, are we going back to the well this week? We are. We used uh, Browns and Raiders last week, and this week I'm going back to the well with the Raiders on a teaser with Dallas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna tease the Raiders on Thursday <laughs> night down to a pick against the Rams. This team's fun. Uh, three wins in a row, uh, plus ten of their twelve games have landed in single digits, which makes me like uh, the Raiders a little bit more because they do play. Uh, they don't get blown out much. Um, I'll tell you what, this Raiders team, uh, Carr can just let. Uh, Adams and Josh Jacobs carry the load. Jacobs, 600 total yards the last three weeks. Got 1,600 for the year. It's going to definitely go over 2,000. And then the, just overall here, the, the, this Rams team, another disappointment. They just continue to – they can't get it done. They just – what, they got Baker Mayfield, who may actually see some action on Thursday. He doesn't know the system, you know, and it's just been a complete nightmare for the Rams all season. I think the Raiders win this game tease them down to a pick, and Dallas from 16 to 10 against the Texans. If there was any time to beat the, bet the Texans, it was last week with Deshaun Watson coming back to Houston in his first game. You'd figure they'd show some pride, the Texans. They'd play tough. For maybe a quarter they did, but it's just their offense is so anemic. It's so bad. They're going back to Davis Mills this week. They gave up a 76-yard punt return to the Browns last week. You just can't have the Texans for anything. Dallas lit it up, put 33 on the – on the scoreboard in the fourth quarter against the Colts and put up 54. I'm going to take Dallas minus 10 and the Raiders a pick against the Rams. Do you think, do you have any concern that that Dallas will sleepwalk through this game? Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Mike? I do. And and that's always a concern. And usually I don't look at spreads this big, uh, I, I especially you know a lot of times in college, but even in pro. But this, this and I get it, and I understand what exactly the point of what you're making but this team is so awful, so bad that I still have faith that Dallas could have, Dallas could be boring, lethargic on offense. They don't maybe maybe they don't use Pollard as much, and they go back to Zeke more, and it's a slow sort of thing going with Dallas on offense. Maybe Dak doesn't have a big game either. But still, still with, with their eyes closed and their defense as good as it is, they should be able to beat the Texans by fourteen. That would just being just being mediocre at best. I mean, Cleveland certainly sleepwalked through the game last week and uh, and won that game by double digits as well, yeah. going going away. Well, I mean, Houston. Hey, if you want to accuse anybody of sleepwalking, Cle- Houston. I mean, the, could you yeah. sleepwalk any more than what they did? I mean, you know, you're betting your money on that team. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, they're they're not watch television. I mean, I felt like that's going to be the end. To me, they're they're, Wait, at, no they're at an all time low. 
Yeah. yeah. All-time low, right? No receivers, uh, and the running game has got, it fell off the uh, face of the earth, too. It's just awful on offense. Awful. Hard to, be- hard to believe it. That is uh, still the product out there. We have now seen... Uh, win total, oh, oh, one and a half now is the in-season win total on Houston. Uh, I, are they really winning another game? I, I don't I don't see it at all. Harry, you're teasing down the Raiders against the Rams, pick them, and then the Cowboys minus 10 uh, at home against the Houston Texans. How about we, we go to just a single side? And the one game that's probably drawn the most interest in the betting market from the pure number, it's Vikings-Lions. Five and seven Lions team favored against the 10 and two Vikings. General... Betting public going to say, wait, what's going on here? Uh, Lions now getting market support up to two and a half. Harry, what's your thought on the side? You know what, guys? I, you know I've been on Kirk Cousins all year, Justin Jefferson, the entire Vikings team. I'm still on them all for the for the, for the the playoffs in, leading into uh, possibly the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm backing the Vikings, but not this week. I am on Detroit. I'm going to lay the points here. Detroit 4-1 and one in their last five. Their only loss was by three on Turkey Day at the at the end at, on a last second kick by Buffalo. Last four games they've scored 31 points or more. Golf last six games just one pick, eight touchdowns. And here's the thing: Minnesota's coming off uh, their Thanksgiving Day win, barely against New England. Then last week, barely had a hold on for dear life against the Jets. They are four and zero Minnesota against Detroit in their last four games, but. That has been by a grand total of 10 points. I'm rolling with Detroit. Two emotional tough games in a row for Minnesota. Now they play Detroit. This is all Detroit. I love the Lions this week. You know, if you go back and watch the first game, which I did today, you know, Harry, the Detroit could have made the case they should have won that game. Uh, oh, like a lot of Minnesota. By Campbell at the end. Yeah, horrible ones. Like a lot of uh, like a lot of Minnesota games, the opponent loses it more than the Vikings win it. But the difference in yeah. the game was, and this is the difference in the Jet game, the Vikings were 3-for-16 on third down in that game, just like the Jets were horrendous on third down in their game. So all the times we want to bet against Minnesota, you know, they end up doing the things that help you win the game. But for me in this game, why I like Detroit with you, is Detroit's stronger in areas than Minnesota. I mean, Detroit's got really strengths in six areas of the 19 that I value. And you're right. If if they don't put pressure on Goff and they didn't put pressure on Mike White last week, Goff's going to be able to make a lot of throws. Yeah, Mike White didn't. Mike White played just fine uh, for the Jets. I mean, not not like the week before with the three touchdowns and 315 yards, but he didn't lose the game for the Jets. It just came down to the wire where the all of a sudden the Vikings defense, who hasn't really been showing up the past couple of weeks, showed up in the last couple of minutes and saved it for them. Mm. But other than that, Mike White was just fine. Look, Detroit, top uh, top 10 metrics across the board offensively now. A better offense by the overall numbers than Minnesota. Last five weeks as well, part of that 4-1 and run for Detroit, now 15th on an overall efficiency basis defensively, going from the worst defense in the league to at least mediocre. And that has been more than enough for Detroit to get onto the, uh, onto the right side. And that's, uh, that's the side you're looking at there, Harry. Two and a half for the Lions. Uh, let's transition to the AFC West. Denver Bronco games, now 11-1 and one to the under, Harry. It's 43, yeah. as I update my screen in front of me. 43 Broncos uh, taking on the Chiefs. Harry, what do you think about you that answer the question, Harry, before you answer the question, I want, I want yeah. you and Ben to answer this question. If we were playing yeah. college overtime rules 
and you gave Denver the ball on the 25, on the opponent's 25, and gave them, mm-hmm. and they said, all right, you got five times. We're going to do this. How many points do you think they would score? Boy. 15, Michael, is the correct answer. <laughs> you, th- yeah, right. you think fi- five, five field, field goals, goals, Ben. You think five, five field, field goals. goals. I agree. That's what I, that's what I would, that was the right answer. I was just going to say McManus is a pretty good kicker. Hey, McManus yeah. would be lobbying to just kick on first down. I mean, knowing his ego. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> so 43 is the total as we carry. Uh, Chiefs and Broncos, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the under still. I'm still rolling with like last week. Um, look, we had a good one when we gave out the Bengals over the Chiefs. Mahomes last week, really pedestrian numbers against the Bengals. Um, two of the last three meetings between these two have gone under 40 points, let alone 43. Um, Denver last in the NFL in points scored at 166. We just mentioned how anemic and how awful the Houston Texans team is, especially on offense. Like I just said, Denver has 166 points this year. Houston actually has 188, 22 more than Denver. That's amazing. Denver, by the way, last in the NFL in red zone offense. But, like I said, I'm rolling with the under here because their defense has actually kept them in games. Denver's defense is first in red zone defense. I think Kansas City moves the ball plenty. Kelsey has a much better game than he did last week against the Bengals. But when it gets to the red zone, their defense will tighten up. And I think this is a field goal type of game. I see. And Denver, I think, keeps themselves in this game. Kansas City hasn't really been blowing me away. I could see this game being a a 23-13 type of game. Yeah, I mean, but the thing I always worry about, uh, and I've seen this a little bit watching Denver, is their defense just gets so frustrated that by the fourth quarter they say, enough of this crap, we're done. You know, and and, and look, you're going to have to win, man. The reason Cincinnati gives – gives Kansas City so much trouble is because Cincinnati can win one-on-one routes on the outside. And since these receivers are better than Kansas City's corners, that's the, at the end of the day, that's what wins for them. I'm not sure that, that Kansas City, you know, I think Kansas City can win on the outside. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think Denver's receivers can win against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Still like the under the oh. despite all that. Yeah, but I, I, mean, yeah, yeah, but I still – but I still like that because, the, yeah, you, you, you know what, Mike, you make great points. And I, we've seen the frustration from the Denver defense coming off the field and getting in uh, Wilson's face and getting upset because they can't put any points board and they can only do so much on the defensive end to hold the games yep. close. But still, in this situation here, Kansas City, not a great running team. And, again, not great numbers lately. I could see them, you know, not worrying so much about running it up against Denver and winning this game comfortably by, like, 10 by two scores, but still under that 43. Give him a follow at AAO Harry. Love Chiefs, it, Harry. Broncos Great under 43 to wrap things up. Love Thanks, Harry, for the time. We you all love hanging out with Harry Gagnon. We'll wrap up the show. Final week 14 thoughts on the Lombardi line next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Our pro tip of the hour as we wrap up the Lombardi line. Pay attention when you're looking at in-season win total markets. Pay attention, especially now in the final few weeks of the year, to what those schedules look like for teams that have updated season win totals that you are able to bet on. That is where you should start uh, when you're evaluating those. We use, Michael, the example of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, playing very well under a Hall of Fame head coach and have a very favorable sca- schedule down the home stretch. Just need to go three and two to get over that in-season win total. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and look, and he's got him playing. He's focused. His team, you can see his teams improved. They're getting better. They're tougher. So, uh, yeah, I would never. I don't doubt anything that Mike Tomlin does. Yeah, no question. And it, this, that also can, uh, all, you know, of correspond to some of the futures markets, not only in win totals, but if you're looking at to make the playoff odds where. We look at the NFC playoff picture now, and with the tie that we had at MetLife Stadium last week between the Commanders and Giants, that has made the whole calculus a lot more interesting with the Seahawks look trying to work their way in, narrowly avoid an upset loss against the Rams. Both Giants and Seahawks are in action this week. Washington Commanders have a bye week, and it's the Giants who are about a touchdown or so now, underdog right now taking on Philadelphia at home here. So for the Giants, a team that's started to crater the last few weeks, Michael, and sits still in the sixth seed, and they're basically a pick them. Minus 120, just just a shade above a pick them to make the playoffs even money to miss. 
Uh, but you're a big underdog this week against Philadelphia, at least for this week. Is there a way the Giants can stay competitive in the game? Well, I mean, they got to borrow the formula that Washington ran, right? I mean, they've got to borrow that. That they've got to run the ball, control the clock. Philly can't have the ball more than 25 minutes. You got to slow the game down. You got to convert third downs. You got to be able to say, okay, three yards, four yards, first down, six yards, eight yards, first down. You know, you got to do that. And then you got to create turnovers. You got to make them make mistakes. Strip the ball out like the Washington did. I mean, that's the formula. They're not going to be able to get off the field like they can. They're not good enough on defense, right? So they're going to have to make plays, gain a possession somewhere along the way. And then, or else it's going to be hard. And if they have to play catch up, if they get behind, which is what the Eagles did against Tennessee, the Eagles' mandate in that game was the best way to beat Tennessee is to make them play from behind. Because now all of a sudden, Derrick Henry's insignificant. And when, as we know, Tennessee doesn't have enough weapons. I mean, Tennessee's devoid of skill. Even, even when, even when Burks is on the field, I mean, you know, they're not a good team offensively in their skill level. So, uh, you know, when you make them play from behind, it's into their area of weakness. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Giants. If the Giants get behind by two touchdowns in the second quarter in this game, it, it's going to be a really hard game. Their offensive line won't protect. They don't have enough weaponry on offense to attack. The difference between the Giants and the Commanders, though, if you're looking at the specific matchup against Philadelphia, one of the elite run teams in the game, Washington's been a top five run defense the second half of the year. Giants are about 24th on an EPA per play allowed basis. The numbers don't really indicate that the Giants will be able to really stop Philadelphia from moving the ball at will on them. And so if you're a run-first offense, we saw Tennessee quickly abandon the run last week. If you get down, it's where it becomes really tough to justify the Giants either A, staying in the game, or B, you know, having a chance to win the game outright and stay in the playoff picture. Well, you know, last year when they played them in the Meadowlands, the Giants were able to win 13-7. to And they held Philly to 332 yards, and, and Jalen Hurts was terrible. They ran the ball four times. They ran the ball for 208 yards, but they forced four turnovers in the game with their defense. And the Giants got the 4-7 and seven at that point in the season. Then they went on to lose the remainder of all their games, including they got killed by Philly 34-10 to at home. So, you know, usually Daniel Jones does play half decent against Philadelphia. Remember the long run he had that he ran out of gas? Yeah, but this yeah. is a different this is a different Philadelphia team. I, I just don't see how the Giants are going to be able to hold up in the running game. I mean, the Giants' defense the last four weeks, let's say the last 101 against Houston ran the ball, right? 160 against Detroit, 169 against Dallas, 165 against, against the Commanders. I mean – you're giving up over 160 yards the last three weeks of the season on the ground, and you're playing a team that can run the ball? Man, that's scary. I'm shocked this line has a tip to 7.5, actually. I, I'm exactly with you on that. Because it's a divisional matchup, you think about what you said, Michael, the previous success that Daniel Jones has had, but if it's turnovers that dictate success for New York, let's consider that Philadelphia is the number one turnover differential team in the league, and Jalen Hurts is playing miles better than he ever was at any point last year. Just ever. threw for 380 yards last week when Tennessee came into Philadelphia and said, you guys aren't running the ball on us. And it hurts, and the Eagles said, all right, cool, we're just going to throw all over you guys. That was something right. that he could not do last year. Right, so the Giants have to play to their strength, right? The Giants can't give up any big plays like Tennessee did. I mean, Tennessee gave up too many big plays, which they didn't allow their red zone defense to shine. The, the New York football Giants are fifth in the league in red zone defense. So they've got to be able to keep the big plays out of the game and keep them to have to where they got to score in the red zone. And they've got to get off the field on third down. But the Philadelphia is a four-down team. 
So every third down, you might stop them on. They're going to go for it on fourth down, and the Giants are 27th in the league allowing fourth downs to happen. They're, so it, there's the problem that you come into. The Giants have to run the ball. Last week they were able to run for 134 yards against the, the commanders. That kept them in the game. That was the reason. If they, and if they catch that one pass, they win the game. Wild how, it, it, again, it's always the small margins. Giants now this week catching seven. A loss, like if Philadelphia just wins the game outright, you'll see the Giants and Commanders square off next week, would both be 7-5-1 and one going to Washington uh, with the weird scheduling quirk where the Commanders get the game against the Giants, well, the, Giants the Bayern, have, and the Giants. The Giants can get to nine. They can get to nine. They got the Colts in, the, in week 17, yep. and they got Philadelphia in week 18, and Philly will not play a soul. I mean, Philly will just basically have an expansion team out there. Yeah. Vikings so, also on the road, too. And the Vikings on the road, which is, you know, winnable. The, the Vikings, you know, I mean, that game will be close. You know that. I mean, every Viking game is close. But to me, though, I think they can get to nine. I think the key is they have to beat Washington or Minnesota to get to 10 and get into the playoffs. Because when you look at uh, Seattle, who's the other team lingering there, Seattle's odds, even though Seahawks are right now on the outside looking in as of today, MGM just uh, bumped up their odds to make the playoffs to minus 550, a team that was in the minus 270 range last week and was perilously close to getting upset uh, at the hands of the Rams. Host Carolina this week, market has gone in decidedly one direction, Michael. It's all Carolina. Yeah. This is now Seattle minus three and a half. But look, Carolina will move the ball on Seattle. I mean, the Rams moved the ball on Seattle. Seattle's not a great defensive team. We know this, right? I mean, you know, they they gained 438 yards, and the Rams got 319. I mean, the week before, the Raiders had 576 yards against them. And the week before that, Tampa, which we know is not a good offense, had 420 against them. So the problem Seattle has, why that number's hard, is Seattle plays San Francisco in a meaningful game at home. They play Kansas City in Kansas City, and then they play the Jets at home. I mean, they're going to have to find a way to win one or two of those three games, and that's hard. Then they end the season with the Rams at home. So the, if you like Seattle, you're counting on them playing really well at, at the, at, at, in Seattle because they have mm-hmm. four of the next five at home. Yet Seattle has really come back to earth on the defensive side, and, and the defensive numbers, which have been around bottom 10 most of the year, have continued to drop off. It's why you look at those odds on the make-miss playoffs and you say – Four to one to miss. Like, is there a situation where one in four times the, the it does not work out for Seattle, given this, the tough strength of schedule they have to face? I think you could probably make a pretty uh, pretty reasonable case, right? Given the lack of defense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what bothered. You know, I thought their defense was making progress. You know, I thought they were getting better, and then see, then they went to Munich. I mean, they played good defense against Arizona. They fly to Munich, and since Munich, they have not played good defense. They've slid in the in the wrong direction. And they've kind of middled. I mean, they've been as high as the seventh best team in terms of that area, and now they're back down to 14th. They've been as low as 32nd. They've been all over the place, you know. But, look, the, the, you know, the hottest teams in the league right now, based on the last week, are San Francisco, Vegas, Detroit. And, and, and you know, those three teams are the hottest three teams playing the best that they've ever played all year. At least since week 11, which is funny to juxtapose, since week 11, Giants 25th in overall defensive efficiency on an EPA per play allowed basis, Seahawks 26th, uh, two, two teams going in the wrong direction defensively, yet one of those teams is likely going to make the playoffs. Uh, pretty wild to think about that uh, as we wrap up the show today. All right, Michael, you'll be back with Patrick tomorrow. 
Uh, we're, yes, I get, sir. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not touching Thursday night, but you guys will have more to discuss on the, I won't on touch, the show. I can't touch Thursday night. No I'm rooting way. for the Raiders. I, I never no, touch any of the, my son's games. But, uh, um, you know, I mean, it'll be, a hard, it'll be a hard game. It'll be painful. All right, great to see you as always, Michael. Again, back with uh, Patrick you. Maher tomorrow. Big thanks to our entire crew, our producer, Brian Ortega, our technical director, Andrew thanks, Ringgold, Brian. and the rest of the team behind the scenes with uh, Mikhail Bala, Sergio Sanchez, Rob Moreno, Andre Perezo, Troy Kinch. I think I got everybody. Ryan Hunter as well. All right. We're done. Thanks, it's Vison Big Bets with Amal Shah. Dave Ross coming your way next on Vison. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.